the first reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, says, In the year that King Hosiah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And then when he saw this, he said, Woe to me, for I am lost from a man of unclean lips. Who is the person talking here, saying, woe to me? Is a prophet Isaiah. He is one of the great prophets of the scriptures. As a matter of fact, he is called the prophet of the grace of salvation. Because he is one who captures so much about God's plan for the salvation of humanity. A prophet who hears from God. A prophet who God reveals things to come. Not just the future, but revealing the purpose of God for humanity. Especially as crystallized in the mission of Christ. And this same prophet, God manifested his glory to him. And he said, I am lost. Child of God. The greatest deception that can hit you is to come to a point in your life as a Christian where you don't desire to grow, where you, where you feel that you can make a choice on how to live your life, even your Christian faith. The Bible says not given to man to order his steps. One of the sins against the Holy Spirit is a, is a, is a sin of presumption. You presume, based on your own personal judgment of yourself, you give yourself a place. And you do that based on the things you feel you have done or what you feel about yourself inside yourself. You now give yourself a space and say, this is who I am. That's very dangerous. I'm sure before Isaiah saw this, I'm sure he was already, he felt that I'm a prophet. I know God, I hear from God. He shares things to me. But now, when a dimension of God's glory was unveiled to him, what happened? He did not even say, oh, I'm good a little bit. He said, I am lost. We just ended the first badge of the priest retreat. The second badge, you know, begins tomorrow. And for the last uh, six days, it has been intense Prayer, word of God, reflection, an assessment of our journey as priests. You know, when we talk about retreat, many people don't see light in it. Many Christians, and especially Catholics, don't see light in having retreat because of where they have placed themselves. The feel is not necessary. They make a, a mockery of it, if you like. If we priests who handle the blessed sacrament every day, who read the word of God every day, let's say 50% of our time is all on God's activities. Every day. No other job. We need retreat. And then go for seven days. How much more? You that you know very well 
that your percentage of being involved in God's activity cannot be compared to running a priest. And when they talk about just having a personal retreat just for three days, it doesn't make sense to some people. Can you see how deceived they are? Can you see how deceived they are? I was lucky and blessed that one of my mentors was the one who preached the retreat, Father Zele. I've not met him one-on-one, -on -one, but from the time before I even entered the seminary and while we were in the seminary, we listened to a lot of his tapes, his teachings, you know. And he has been a very vibrant, charismatic priest. And he's inspired many of us. Me, personally, his teachings blessed me. You know, it's good also, as you grow, you begin to see that you need a mentor. You need someone who inspires you. Okay? You need someone who sparks you all the time. Anytime you notice that you are going down, you pick the person's stock and listen to them again, and then he sends fresh fire into you. You can imagine, I'm, I have not seen him one-on-one -on -one all these years. But in my system, I have all these tapes. I got these CDs, and I downloaded them into my, into my laptop. Once a while, I feel like this message again, let me listen to it again. It's not the words that he says that matters. It's the energy that, tra that is transferred. And I was lucky that he was the one who came to modern retreat. And we, I saw him physically, and then he came and gave us, you know, teaching us the word of God. Telling us that even the evangelizer needs to be evangelized. You can't keep giving and giving without you being filled. First day, morning and evening, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, continually. If not because of my program, I was supposed to be shut out completely. That's what many priests did. They led their parish to go and look for God. Moses will go to the mountain to go and spend 40 days and 40 nights. He had a family. He left his children, left his wife, 40 days and 40 nights, not for business, but in search of God. In search of God. Anybody who, who becomes wise will look for God. We set out time to look for God. Even as he has come and has spent these seven days with us, next month again, we're going to gather again for another one day. Every month we gather one day. We'll call it recollection. Where one of us will come to speak to us. Every month. Because we need help every day. Don't ever beat your chest and say it is enough. Seek to go for retreat. I have said before, if you don't want to come here, go to other places. You can go to monasteries. Go and spend time there. Look for God. As we, as we organize this retreat, the next few days again, next two, two to three weeks, with the Holy Ghost Fathers, I are going to have what we call a chapter, and we are going to have another retreat again. And I will still go. <laughs> I will still be there. This is how you pursue God. The devil is not mixing words. He's bombarding you with issues that, that will eat you up. 
Look at all that is happening in our country. You think it's just happening for nothing? The devil is trying to see how he can calm down human beings and make them get, get lost with God. You bring, you stop family issues. You bring up political issues, insecurity, hunger. All this is to make sure he kills the energy of God in your soul. So you get dissipated and give up in, on life and on God. And probably start living the way you want to live or live anyhow. How is doing? So if you don't have the wolf, build yourself to be together. You will lose it. You will lose it. Don't sit down and say, ah, I'm baptized. I go to mass. I receive communion. No. That is not what God is looking at. Yes, all that God gave them to you. You must play your own part. You must grow. You must see the face of God. You must become that image that God wants you to become. And look at Isaiah here. Repenting again. He repented. Even though he was a prophet. Even though he was a prophet. He repented. And God said, whom shall I send? He had to renew his commitment. Here am I, Lord. Send me. It's very important. While we're at the retreat, God keeps, you know, kept uh, bringing something to my heart. The parable of the ten virgins kept coming and coming and coming. I was just wondering, I said, why is this parable coming to my mind like this? Then I knew that the Lord wants me to meditate on that. He wanted to show me a secret. So while I was meditating on it, he said there were five, there were ten virgins. Five were foolish. Five were wise. But they were all virgins, meaning they had no dent on them. They were clean. Child of God, that your two is not enough. That your hands are clean is not enough. God told me, your being clean is not enough. I continued meditating. He said, what made the other five foolish and the other five wise? All of them were virgins. All were invited to the banquet. All were given wedding garments. All were given lanterns and oil. All of them were all there waiting for the master. Now, what made the others wise? They said, ah, in case the master delays, let us have what? A plan B. They went on their own from the regular normal activities of religion. They went extra, went with their own money to go and look for extra oil. The other ones they call foolish. They didn't commit sin. They were still covered with their wedding garment. They had their lanterns. They had oil. But their oil was what? Running out. God said, it is not what I've given to you that makes you. It's the extra things that you do in life. Child of God, thank God for the journey thus far. What extra thing are you doing with your Christian faith? To what degree have you gone outside the regular activities of church to seek God and get extra oil? The devil will do everything to keep you busy. Not to say, ah, it's enough now. Let's continue with our normal life. So you never go for the extra oil. And as I saw this man, I did not even visit, I didn't want to, I didn't go to meet him to say, Father, ah, well done, no. I didn't, I didn't. 
it wasn't enough. It wasn't necessary anymore. He has finished his job in my life. Amen. Amen. He has done what was necessary. He has inspired me. They say iron sharpened uh, iron. He has sharpened me. Child of God, who is sharpening you? Many years ago, the Lord told me, the person that puts fire in your heart always is your mentor. Seek for the person who always put fire. Each time you listen to him, something happens to you. That person is the one God is used to feed in the spirit. Listen to the person always. Listen to the person always. That's the person that God has connected you to. Child of God, who is putting fire in your spirit all the time? Who are you listening to all the time? A few weeks ago, I was sharing with uh, uh, the Club God Group for Bible class that I have over 25 gig of different messages I listen to. Because you need to feed your spirit all the time. What message do you have? What do you listen to? Our, is the anchor, right? Our anchor is just spreading like wildfire. People all over the world are just connecting. Different apps are applying to us to, you know, allow them, give them the permission to use our anchor so that they can share the message. You will see 30, 40, 50, 1,000, 800, 600, listen to our message all over the world. Why the number here is just very small? Can you see how the world is going? Who and who are these people that God is using to feed out there? You must, you must choose a mentor who inspires you all the time. You must choose someone who puts fire in your heart all the time. I don't listen to every message. That somebody is preaching, I don't. Uh, no, 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 no. I must listen. I must search for the person who feeds my soul. If I listen to you five minutes and my radar does not catch the fire, I say, no, no, this person is not for me. Even though you may be talking wonderfully well. But you may miss someone. You may be listening to somebody who is just saying, what he's saying is not too wonderful in the brain, but fire is entering. Yes. Tap the energy. Build yourself. From the abundance of what you have, your mouth will speak. Your life will find expression. Who is your mentor? Who is your spiritual director? Have you ever considered retreat as an integral aspect of your Christian life? How are you investing in your faith so that your faith will be strong enough to face the darkness that is coming? The people of God are keep telling us the future is not bright. Not just for Nigeria. All over the world. Things are going to get tough. I'm not coming to tell you, hey, it's going to be well with you. It's not going to be well with us in the future. What will keep us well is the quality of our faith. Wake up from sleep in case you are still sleeping. Wake up now and start washing your face. Put your life together. Put your life together. Build yourself strong. Deal with the weakness. Burn incense in your spirit of prayer. Build yourself strong. Very important, dear people of God. There are things I'm not permitted to share with you. But I have a responsibility to wake you up, to quicken you up. 
even among us when we had our retreat, there were things that we, we shared about the intelligence of what the devil is doing that we must be conscious of as priests and communicate that in our ministry. The level of laziness, the level of coldness and level of faithlessness that is ravaging the church today is unbelievable. To the point where even common prayers, you will see mature Catholics, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, some common prayers, they can't even say. They can't even recite their catechism any longer. We are blessed to have our center here. I tell you. I thank God for hearkening to that voice. We are all tempted. Do you know how many times I have been tempted to just quit this and go to somewhere and go and rest? You think I can do that? Huh? I can just say, excuse me, what is all this nonsense? What is all this stuff? Let me just get somewhere and uh, move for one country, go there, get connected and live my life. I was still a priest. Do you know how many times I've been tempted? So we're all tempted in different ways. It comes heavy. You know how many times I packed my bags? I said, let me shock them. But the master will say, is that what I planned for you? And when he says that, he says, is it what you want that you want to go for or what I want? So we are all tempted in our different capacities. It will come. Parents wake up. Things may be difficult physically, but you can still trust God in the midst of all this. Don't be hopeless. Don't be confused. God believes in us. He believes in our capacity. We can do so much. He said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the spirit. What else again do you want to kill? What is again? All the plan is to kill your body. Abby? Yes, make life difficult for you. But can they can't kill your spirit. Because whoever is joined to Christ is one and the same with him. He said, whoever is ashamed of me before men, he said, I myself will be ashamed of him before my father in heaven. Because many will be ashamed of their Christian faith in the midst of all that is happening. They get distracted. They will lower their Christian standard. They will break up their Christian consecration. They become unchallenged with their faith. And they don't know heaven watches. Sometimes God allows things to happen this way to know those who truly love him. Whether we love him because of the food and the bread he's given us, or whether we love him in spirit and in truth. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Put up that fight. Don't relent. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't fall by the wayside. Stamp your feet of perseverance. Every day, remind yourself and say, no matter what happens, I, I will press on. I refuse to be discouraged. You have to say it out sometime. You need to shout on that devil that is whispering to your mind about how things are hard and how life is going and then be, begin to create hopelessness in your mind. When he does that sometimes, open your mouth and shout down that devil. You may mock a poor man's hope, 
but his trust is in the Lord. They didn't make mockers. When it's getting too dark like this, it's a sign that light will soon show up. So, may we be blessed in our journey. May we be strengthened in our journey. And beat your heart and tell yourself the stark truth. And begin to make visible efforts in your Christian militancy. During your prayer life, give time to God. Pursue God. Pursue God day by day. Each day that comes, don't allow that day to pass without remarkable evidence of your pursuit for God. Don't listen to your weakness. Don't listen to the fears. Don't listen to the worries. They are all of the devil. Don't listen to the happenings that sometimes weighs down on you. They, are, they have right to exist. No problem. But we are on a journey. We know where we are coming from. We know where we are heading to. And the Lord is our strength. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He will surely be with us. Paul now says, thanks be to God who has called us to be in fellowship with his son. As we continue to celebrate the gift of his life to us in the Eucharist, may we be strengthened in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May the fire of God never quench in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As we come to walk with the Lord, he is faithful to take us to the end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God bless the ones in the house.